Welcome to Witches Being Witches. Spiritual besties chatting all things stars, skin, science, sex, and self-love. I'm Tara, Ayurvedic consultant, cosmic witch, and Vedic astrologer. And I'm Emily, qualified naturopath, holistic skin witch, and founder of natural skin and lifestyle brand, The Purist Collection. Witches Being Witches is for the woman who is ready to reclaim her power, dares to take up space, and expresses herself fully. A witch is a woman who embraces nature, its cycles, and knows that she is magic. Welcome, Welcome fellow witch. witch. We are so happy you are here. Welcome to episode 39, Self-Sabotage. Yeah. I think this is perfect timing to do this episode. Totally. First episode of the year. Welcome back to Witches Being Witches. Mm. We're diving straight in. It's the beginning of the new year. Everyone's thinking about what they want to achieve this year. And I don't know about you, T, but I feel like quite often when I set goals or resolutions or things that I want to achieve for the year in some way, shape or form, I think we all know that New Year's resolutions probably don't work overly well Yes, for a variety of reasons, but we particularly want to touch on um, something that comes up. Yeah. For me personally, for you personally, for all of us, I think we can quite safely say that um, component of self-sabotage when it comes to achieving what it is that we want or what we think we want. Yeah. And I really want to be, have that awareness and yeah, I've mentioned this to you a few times. Like I know that I'm consciously self-sabotaging. So it's yeah. Working. Okay. What do we do with that? How can we practically move forward? And like you said, Em, I think this year, 2023, there is some potent energy Mm. and let's really work with it. Yeah. We want to capitalize on it. Mm. Um, first of all though, T welcome back from the break. (laughs) Yeah. Let's have a little update. Yeah. What is, what is big in your world? Um, well, I guess something that is fairly big is that we, so we're recording today. Um, it's the 17th of January. Today is a special day. It's been in my diary for quite some time because, um, I'm finally finished my Saturn return. Yes. I made it. I'm finishing it today. You, what they would say in astrology, you're officially an adult now. Yay! (laughs) I made it. I'm a big girl. (laughs) Um, yeah, so my Saturn return started in December, 2020, and I feel like generally for everyone collectively, 2020 was a shit show of a year. Yeah. What a time to have Saturn return, like just on top of everything. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So already that year, and I think collectively people had started to question what it was that they really loved and what was really important to them. And I definitely started to do that. And yeah, well, before my Saturn return kicked in, and I guess that's kind of, um, I don't know why it feels like I've been in it extra long because probably the majority of 2020, I also felt like I was in the Saturn return of some sense. Mm. Um, So yeah, I just feel like I've been in it forever now, but um, yeah, I ended the year leaving a relationship that I'd been in for six years, um, which is one of the best things that's ever happened to me by Mm. far. Um, But it was unsettling in a sense that I kind of had a very clear vision of what my future looked like. Interestingly, when I imagined that future, I could actually never picture my partner in it. 
Mm. I could actually never see his face in it but I had a really clear picture of what it would look like I would be married I would have kids I wanted to move down south with my partner I wanted to build a house down there run my business there and suddenly my future didn't look like that anymore because I wasn't in that relationship anymore and I was like okay now I'm kind of starting again in some senses and again like totally freeing but also quite terrifying in the sense that yeah, I didn't know what my roadmap looked like anymore mm. um, and really getting to know myself again and falling in love with myself again, going through a dating journey, which I think if you've listened to the Empowered Dating episode that we did with Alina, um, you probably got some insight into how <laughs> tumultuous my dating journey was for some time there, <laughs> particularly last year, I think, um, which was, yeah, really my first year of um Oh no, not last year, year before. I keep mm. talking about last year thinking that it was 2021, but it's yeah. 2022 because we're in 2023 now. Um, 2021 was, yeah, a wild ride. Um, but it's actually a, a ride that I'm really grateful for because, like I said, I think it really helped me to understand my previous relationship, the patterning around relationships, my attitudes towards myself in relationship, whether I even loved myself, whether I was respecting myself, um, really highlighted my inability, I think, to be able to communicate effectively, but also really highlighted for me this pattern of choosing people who really activated my nervous system and pretending that it was chemistry. And I know we really spoke with Alina about that, but yes. I was that's why my ride was so wild dating-wise, mm. really up until the middle of 2022. It was just constantly choosing these guys who would love bomb the living daylights out of me. And I would think, oh my God, this is it. This is the one. Mm. He's the one. And then suddenly, yeah, the wheels would fall off and I'd be heartbroken again. Um, so that was not fun. Um, but also I started to, so yeah, not only had I kind of in 2020 been thinking about my relationship and whether that really lit me up anymore, but also my business, and particularly my product business, Superior's Collection, which I started 10 years ago mm. properly, um, almost 10 years ago now as, yeah, a proper full-time business. And I realised that I was starting, uh, uh, I think not starting, I think I realised that I had fallen out of love with it. And it was really hard because my business was reaching some massive pivotal levelling up goals mm. um, in a sense like for instance getting stopped on the iconic which was like a dream come true mm. I didn't even approach them they approached me I thought it was a prank at first um that was amazing like what an amazing achievement but I really didn't have the love left in me to actually celebrate that mm. um which was interesting and yeah really challenging and then trying to make up my mind about what I wanted to do and how I wanted to end that relationship as well which kind of felt like ending a relationship with my baby. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I'm still navigating that definitely, still working out exactly what I want to do there and what that looks like. But also um, I, I stopped practicing for myself um, as a naturopath. I was and still practicing as a naturopath, but instead of doing it completely for myself, I joined a clinic, um, Floralia in Netherlands, which is, has been an absolute dream come true being offered a position there. Yeah. I just actually have to pinch myself. Sometimes the naturopaths mm. there are some of the best in Australia, arguably 
such a wealth of knowledge, having the support from a front of house and dispensary and reception team managers. It's just been an absolute game changer. So there's been some real highlights and then some real lowlights as well. I think feeling really financially insecure, especially um, was something really challenging during my Saturn return. And I think a lot of that, again, kind of comes from that parallel of essentially not running part of my business anymore and kind of losing that arm of income. Um, And then also, yeah, moving out of a solid long-term relationship and having to rent by myself, pay bills by myself and being like that solo income um, household, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. Was challenging too. And even then like found, you know, live in a beautiful apartment and, there was even some uncertainty there, particularly last year around whether the owner was going to be selling or not. And then in the rental market in Perth, and I'm thinking that probably most of the world is in a similar Mm. boat. If you're not in Perth, um, finding somewhere to live at the moment is pretty challenging. So yeah, I feel like, and then obviously lockdowns, not being able to travel and then traveling with my family. Mm. last year and getting to see my family again in September October 22 was amazing and traveling to Mexico by myself was really really incredible because I'd always thought that South America and Mexico were areas that I wouldn't be able to go without a partner and while I didn't do South America mainly because of time shortage um, but also travel expense in a post-COVID world um, yeah I feel like yeah that was really amazing and really empowering for me to Mm. be able to do that and I feel like today looking back on the last couple of years um, I can quite safely say that this time period was equally the best and the worst Mm. years of my life like this complete extreme of moments of like amazingness and then moments of absolute shit to the point where it would be like what else could possibly go wrong? Like, why is this happening? Mm. Um, Just that complete extreme and it would just swing from one to the other constantly. And that left me feeling so drained, so exhausted. Mm. Um, But then there were moments during my Saturn return as well where I felt so incredibly alive. I think what's still kind of sticking out for me is the fact that I feel like I've finished my Saturn return, you know, and I'm coming out of it as a new woman, but I don't, I still don't know if I'm doing it right. Mm. Like so much has changed and there's been so much uncertainty and I, I think it fits nicely into this episode really, but there's been so much uncertainty and so much up and down. And I know myself now and I love myself and respect myself more than I ever have in my entire life. And I'm so grateful for that. But I still just, I don't know what I'm meant to be doing. I don't know what my future looks like. Mm. I know how I want it to feel, but I'm still working out what that actually looks like. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, I feel part of me maybe feels like maybe I should have worked that out before today, before my Saturn return finished. I just think it's uh, like you're still on the journey and yeah. like do we need all yeah. the answers? Yeah. Like you, the thing that I've noticed over the Saturn return period is like that self-awareness that you have mm. is um, 
yeah, such a beautiful asset. So you, yeah, it can be changing. It can evolve. And so I know that one of your core values is freedom. So like having that freedom to let it unfold, but know that feeling that you really want. Yeah, I guess I'm still working it out and maybe that's okay. Maybe I don't need to know all of the answers just yet, like you said. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's massive. Um, Thank you. Massive update. I feel like I just completely like railroaded the episode there. So I feel like that's a mini episode in itself. Yeah, it's like so, so sat in return though. Exactly what you described from the the highs and the lows. And I think that is so satin because yes, he's going to bring like beauty and also, you know, a tinge of suffering, if I want to (laughs) say, because that's, you know, through those experiences we grow and we learn who we really are Mm -hmm. uh and also you know the the people in our life and and who comes into our orbit as well yeah so yeah I think that is really inspiring to people that are yet to go through their Saturn return and because yeah like we've mentioned on our Saturn return episode there is that fear Mm. around it Mm. and so um I think you've gracefully Thank navigated you. it. Maybe not always <laughs> gracefully, but I've tried. I got I got through it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think everyone does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. What have you been up to, T? So for me, uh, the biggest thing that I have been working on is really getting clear on my intention for this year. Mm -hmm. And I know, um, that is something common, um, that we've been experiencing in the collective, really coming up with those goals and those Mm -hmm. ideals. But I really thought mine was going to be adventure, but I was leaning into that. And now it has really changed to courage. Like I want the courage to, uh, do, um, yeah, to say what's on my heart, mm. to um, not hold back and, yeah, like having that courage. And I, I read somewhere that the core of the word courage comes from the heart. Aww. So it's like really living into my heart yeah. and um, not, yeah, not waiting. And I, I'm at this point in my journey where the last couple of years – not a Saturn return, but I've been in this Dasha in what we call um, the life extinguisher. Um, And that had been really challenging for me. Mm. And especially when it came to my health Mm. and I really prioritized my health for the last couple of years. Mm. And I've got to the point now where I'm feeling more confident in my body. Mm. I really lost not, um, I lost the connection with my body because, um, for quite a few reasons of what was happening, happening with me health wise. And I just lost that sense of safety. Mm. Uh, so I feel like I have, yeah, really leaned into that and started to really focus and build that connection. And I'm at a place now where, um, yeah, I feel yeah safe in my body and, mm. and its abilities. And it's something that I've never experienced in my life before mm. having that disconnect. Mm. So yeah, I feel really, um, 
yeah, motivated for this, for this year. Yeah. I can tell that your like vitality and your glow has definitely come back mm. and you're like zest for life. And, and when you told me that your word was adventure originally, I was like, yes, you, it feels <laughs> like, um, old Tare's back, like that crazy adventurous one who would just like jump off cliffs and yeah, yes. do all of the crazy fun things. Um, yeah, I felt like that big energy shift in you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just over that. the last couple of months. But yeah, I think courage is a beautiful one. Mm. And, um, having the courage to live your purpose and mm. your soul's purpose and for that to light you up. And yeah, I guess we think of adventure, you know, like jumping off cliffs, but it can be so many other things too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that has been what is coming up for me. And then in terms of something that you've been, your current obsession, M. Yeah. What is your current obsession? I feel like, I think we're all across the fact that I'm like tech witch. um, (laughs) If you guys could see the setup right now, (laughs) thank goodness for M because yeah. Pull something together. Um, I, my latest obsession is this app that I downloaded on my computer. I was, um, I've been helping one of my friends with some admin work once a week and she uses it for her business. And I was like, Oh, I actually really like this. Like just the way it's laid out, the um, interaction, like the way that I can have it on my computer and on my phone and on all of my devices um, and just, yeah, the way it functions and the way it looks, I, I'm just obsessed with. But I've been using it as my to-do list. Mm-hmm. I am the kind of person who has 10 million lists on the go and usually they're like all over the shop. Like there's one in my notes section in my phone, there's one in my brain, I'll probably... 10 in my brain and then like on random pieces of paper here and there and then different devices um, in my email inbox, just all over the shop. Whereas now I've got it all in the one place across all my devices, which is awesome. And I can like set due dates on it and timeframes on it. I can do like brain dumps in it and write ideas down and mind maps. And I'm just loving it. It's called ClickUp and it is free, which I think is so cool. Mm. Um, And there's a lot of uh, capability within it to use it for business and utilize it for business, but I'm actually loving it for my personal life. Mm. Um, But also for that, yeah, I guess, um, you know, my work as well and for it to kind of seamlessly fit together too. So yeah, loving ClickUp, that is my latest obsession. I definitely think I need that. Yeah. No, I feel like I, maybe I should have um, become an ambassador before this episode. (laughs) some kind of bonus for each person who signs up yeah yeah Yeah, very cool what about you what are you obsessing over I feel like yours is a lot more witchy than mine oh no I'm a bit of a geeky one yeah I I I really love that though uh for me I've definitely been working on the subtle energetic body so been working with um kinesiology Mm -hmm. um as part of that um, feeling safe in my body, just yeah. like really connecting back. So yeah, that's something that along with acupuncture, mm. I'm definitely, um, I really noticed the difference between, um, kinesiology and acupuncture. As soon as I've had yeah. one of those sessions, I, yeah, I can feel the difference. So yeah. that is, uh, where, 
yeah, my obsession is at the yeah. moment. And you're working with Rach, who yes. we interviewed on the podcast. Yes. Way back at the very beginning. So, yeah, if you're intrigued by Rach Kinesio. is a magician. She really is. Yeah. Um, I've told her that she's worked on me many lifetimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she really is amazing and such a wealth of knowledge. Mm. And, yeah, just a genuinely beautiful person. And, yeah, if you haven't listened to that Kinesio episode, definitely go back and listen mm. to it. She's awesome. And yeah, so should we get into this episode? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Let's stop procrastinating <laughs> <laughs> and dive in. Yeah, so when it comes to self-sabotaging, mm. I think we need to first say that it is that disconnect between our values and our behavior. Yeah. So going back to what our values are, our values are something that – we want to prioritize in our life. So these are going to look different for everyone. So if you haven't already write down the list of values and and what that looks like, because I think that's a really good way of then thinking about what behaviors that you want is going to reflect those values and how that looks in every day. And it's really interesting. I'm wondering if you notice this in your clients as well, Mm -hmm. Em, but I noticed that, um, yeah, the behavior doesn't connect with the value. So even though, for example, health is number one value, Mm -hmm. like that might not be prioritized in your day to day. Yes. And so how can we look at our values or look at our day and making sure that we are connecting those, those dots? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. I agree. And I think, yeah, really, um, it's it can be so frustrating when you get into that pattern of self-sabotage and I think it's actually really difficult as well to pick up that we are self-sabotaging sometimes um and I I really love you know and you know talking about Saturn return just before and like the connections and the people in my life like my relationships with my friends have been stronger than ever like Mm. the friendships that I've really solidified and cemented and made in this last couple of years has been incredible and I really love that like T or one of them and my other friends are are so great at calling me out when I'm potentially self-sabotaging and kind of bringing my awareness back to yeah uh, am I holding myself back am I being a hurdle in my own path and in my own way and it's yeah it can be really frustrating when you then become aware of it and you realize how often you're doing it yes yeah I think that is such an important point and to have those conversations with your friends as well and be like, this is what I want. So if you notice that I'm saying limiting language or not going towards that, can you lovingly call me out? Yeah. And I think we do that really well. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that is so important. Yeah. Yeah. So so pivotal um yeah and I think especially when it comes to setting goals I think this is probably the other area where I think actually do you know what I'm gonna say I I think I self-sabotage when I set goals or don't set goals I think Mm. I either set ones that are really unattainable Mm. and that's an act of self-sabotage because I'm never going to reach those goals they're unrealistic or I am self-sabotaging from actually sitting down and writing my goals Mm. and I think a lot of that and I kind of touched on it um, in that Vedic meditation episode where I think maybe part of me is slightly um 
Uh, I, yeah, I guess fearful, you know, my ego is stepping in and wants to stick to the known, whereas actually I think I can really level myself up and I have that power too. But I think sometimes my ego steps in and sabotages um, as an act of self-sabotage, me actually setting those goals to yes. work towards. Yes. yes. And so I think that is such a important part of the process and because, okay, like how can how can you be inspired to do that? Yeah. So creating that space, creating yeah. that environment. So even if it's sitting down with your bestie and yeah. going, yep, this is what I am giving that time because it's hard when we're just doing it for ourselves. Yeah. And I find that is why I really like doing things on the new moon and the full moon mm. because it gives me that space that I've allowed for me to recheck in with yep. my goals and, yep. and where I'm heading. And, and then, the extra energy as well, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, def- I definitely get the extra energy from doing things with others. Absolutely. Yes. So, yes. Sitting down, yeah, with with my friends, and then yeah, having them as involved in the process so that they can call me out on my bullshit when I am getting in my way. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, maybe we yeah. need to <laughs> arrange that. Yeah. <laughs> Lock in accountability meetings. Yeah. Um, I think a really big part of the self sabotage process for me, there's, I know that there's a couple of elements here, and kind of underpinning me having a tendency to self-sabotage when I do. And the first one is really that perfectionism aspect, which I've, I've been really open about on the podcast being, I like to call myself a recovering perfectionist, um, where I either really struggle to get started, um, but also struggle to keep going because I have this very like all or nothing perfect way of thinking. And I think that really does trip me up because and especially again when it comes to goal setting I'm like okay this is what I want to change about my life and it's going to be these 10 different things that I'm going to do differently and I'm going to start on Monday and I'm going to stop all of the things that I used to do and I'm going to change all of these things I'm going to start all of these things and again like then it's this unattainable goal because I'm aiming for perfection and we know perfection doesn't really exist. It's not a real life achievable thing. And so setting that as a goal for me is something that I have to really be conscious of and whether I'm setting achievable, realistic goals or whether I'm aiming towards perfection and Mm. that unattainable perfection. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. And that's what I mean about your self-awareness M. like you already know that that is something that is, is holding you back. So, Mm. um, and you like actively work on that, taking that action, even though it isn't perfect and having that awareness, like, Oh, I'm putting this off because I'm trying to make it perfect. Yeah. So what would imperfect action look like? And how can I be okay with that? Yeah. And I love that quote, perfect, um, perfect inaction. Oh no, the other way around imperfect action over perfect inaction Mm. and I think that just yeah really some sums it up perfectly yeah 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 Yeah. I love that and I feel like I have a bit of that as well um um, Virgo uh rising and Virgo moon yeah (laughs) (laughs) sometimes that can definitely come out yeah and so yeah just having awareness and having that realistic 
expectation of ourselves totally and then I think also like um both of us I think can relate to this having that fashion history both of us really love like creative aspects and what things are going to look like and yeah and, and having just really big ideas I think being creative we it gives us that ability to think big and to have really amazing big ideas but then sometimes it can make the action steps towards getting to those big ideas really difficult Mm. to map so I think yeah making sure that again our goals are achievable or whatever it is that we want to achieve is attainable realistically but also making sure that our steps that we're kind of breaking it back down into those action steps and then we're really clear on what that path and that map looks like Mm. so that we're not just kind of walking through this forest with no sense of direction but instead we know exactly where we're going what the end point is um, but also giving ourselves like little endpoints along the way. So it's not just like one big massive thing at the end, but breaking it down into like almost smaller goals and kind of celebrating them as we go. Yeah, I think that's such an important um, point, Em. And it's like I heard this quote the other day and they were talking about not being able to see the the top of the mountain because yeah. it's covered in fog or something yeah. like that and asking can you see the step in front of you? Yeah. So what does that look like? And yeah. so I think that is part of demystifying that, um, yeah, that, um, ambition of yes we can have that super far out um, idealized goal mm. but yeah breaking it down into what are those action insights yeah totally and I think also like kind of on that topic and again like I kind of spoke about when I was summarizing my Saturn return at the beginning of the episode I think um Sometimes I do, and especially at the moment, I do struggle to see what the future big picture end result, what my five-year, 10-year vision is. Mm. And I think there is a lot of pressure from society to answer that question. What does what does your five-year plan look like? What does your 10-year plan look like? What are you going to be doing in five to 10 years? What will your life look like? And I think sometimes it can be quite hard to answer that, but it doesn't mean that we can't still be working towards it like five years and 10 years is going to pass anyway regardless so I think um sometimes again instead of needing to look at what the top of the mountain and getting that really clear vision of the top of the mountain instead working out how we want to feel when we get to the top of the mountain Mm. and I see this a lot in my clients and it's something that I talk to my friend Kirsten who's a, a dermal therapist about we talk about this a lot like when our clients come in and they want perfect skin they want clear skin And it's like, okay, there's going to need to be things that are going to change for that to be the end result. Is wanting clear, perfect skin enough for you? Or do you need to really sit with what it is, what that um, end result feels like? Mm. Do you want to feel really confident in yourself? Do you want to feel X, Y, Z when you have that clear skin? What does that Um, clear skin and having that clear skin really feel like for you and then actually starting to yeah take small steps every day like we said those little steps up the mountain that we can see clearly how can we start to take steps towards feeling those feelings already Mm. yeah like how can we incorporate those into our current life Um, and then kind of yeah working backwards from there I think I think that's been really helpful for me anyway. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think as well, we don't have to be locked in 
Like yeah. It, it can change yeah. and allowing ourselves. And I agree with you thinking about that five year, that 10 year, yeah. it's um, like in this world, I yeah. feel since COVID yeah. with so much uncertainty yeah. uh, in the collective energy, it's it's kind of like, well, we don't know what's going to happen next no. week. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if we're really honest and I think a lot of us are, and I think that's, this is why this conversation is important to um, identify that, that that might be an act in the self-sabotage, yeah. not creating that because it's important for us to have a vision of our life. Exactly, It's part of, um, you know, a health tonic mm. And why I love um, Vedic astrology so much because mm. it gives us that overarching picture of our life. And yeah, if we're only focusing on this day to day, which I feel that COVID yeah. has really made us do. Yes, this is very true. That then these years are passing yeah. and it's like doomsday. Yeah. Or Groundhog Day. We're yes. just doing the same, same, yeah. Yes. And I'm not yeah. saying that it has to be this achievement and that achievement and, you know, I've got this and uh, I don't. I really don't think it's about that. I think it's, um, you know, a mix of both that accomplishment and how we're growing as a person. Yeah. Like how do we want to be? How do, yes. we, how do we want to become? What are those yeah. qualities? And like you say, focusing on those feelings. How do I want to feel? Yeah, and how do I want to make others feel in yeah. the world? Like I think that's a really nice way of narrowing down on your purpose and mm. like we were talking about before with you, like what actually lights us up mm. and what helps us feel that sense of direction as well. Mm. Yeah, I think that can be so motivating to have that, at least have that clear in our mind, even if we don't necessarily know exactly, like you said, what clothes we're going to be wearing, what house we're going to be living in, what our partner mm. looks like. At least if we're able to really work on the feelings that we want to have when we wake up each day, how do we want to feel mm. and how can we take steps in those directions every single day instead of, yeah, living out Groundhog Day, expecting things to magically change by themselves. Yes. And I shared this recently that I, uh, 10 years ago, did this life script Mm -hmm. and I got really granular, really specific down to everything, my texture of my bed sheets, the color, what, uh, like what um, I'd be looking at, um, my view, Mm. uh, everything. And I was sharing with you, Em, that mm. this everything that I wrote down has has come into my reality, is mm. my reality now. Mm. And so I think there is something super potent and powerful about writing it down. Yeah. And like you were saying about not writing down your goals and that being a form of our self-sabotage. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been able to write another yeah. life script. Yeah. And so that and that I think is a part of yeah. self-sabotage because we know how powerful we are. We know yeah. how powerful yeah. the mind is. Yeah. So the real question is, what is it that we really want? Exactly. And I think that is the question that is part of this process yeah and and giving like you say giving that time and space to our brain and our body yeah um to calibrate and think about that yeah absolutely I agree like if we if we don't even want to be climbing a mountain Mm. and we're halfway up it already 
how on earth are we going to be motivated to keep going up it? Like, mm. yeah, I mm. think that, it, yeah, again, it, it's that an act of self-sabotage, really getting clear on what it is that we want and whether we actually really want this thing that we're working towards. And mm. if we do, amazing. And let's revisit why, you know, and what that feeling is that comes from that thing that we want. Or are we doing it for another reason? Are Mm. we doing it because we feel that society wants us to do that? And okay, what is the feeling that you get from satisfying that? Mm. Not what society gets, but what are you hoping to feel by appeasing society's standards? Mm. Um, and can you get that in a different way? Mm. Is there a, diff- a different way that you can achieve that feeling while still getting something that you want at the same time? Yeah. And using that to drive you. Yeah. So then coming back to those values, like what do you value? Is exactly. it um, having that free time mm. or is it having um, – you know, uh, a job title with, um, certain perks and like, and you know what I was thinking the other day, like, you know, that age old question, can we have it all? Um, definitely plays in, but I think like on my deep core, I believe that we can, but the thing is, what is it that we value the most? Yep. And focusing on that first yeah. when we're cultivating yeah. what we want. Yeah, absolutely. I think you really really raised a very valid point as well when you were talking before about, you know, the uncertainty and it makes us scared to kind of want to look further than tomorrow or next week or next month. Um, and I think, you know, with uncertainty comes that feeling of us not being safe. Mm. And I think that we have to feel safe to be able to truly see what it is that we value, to truly see what it is that we want and to truly actually work towards that. And I think that not feeling safe and then our ego trying to protect us by going with what is familiar and what it knows, which mm. is, yeah, again, that ground Groundhog Day vibe. Um, instead, we really want to yeah be able to re-establish that safety and I think that safety can be something that we're working towards maybe that safety and security in whatever sense it is whether it's financial or whether it's relationship or self or xyz health all of the things because we know we can get safety and security from so many different things is that something that we're working towards Um, and what does that look like what does financial security look like to you does that look like having 10 million dollars in your bank account at all times or does it mean having a beautiful house that you love living in because it feels like your home and that you are able to pay all of the bills without stress I think being able to get really define what that security and safety picture looks like for us Mm. but then also and as we always talk about on the podcast really coming back to our nervous system and actually giving ourselves the gift of feeling safe and you know whether that is literally just breathing reminding our body that we are safe by deep breathing focusing more on the exhale than the inhale eating breakfast every morning not running off of coffee and adrenaline um slowing down meditating giving gratitude journaling all of those little things that we can do in our day-to-day to really re-establish that sense of safety while we're working towards that bigger security picture if that makes sense 
Yeah, it makes total sense. And this is something that I've been really walking towards because I like is my intention to feel safe in um, who I am and mm. my body, regardless mm. of what is happening externally. Yeah. Uh, meditation has definitely been helping me with that because again, when we look at the the world, everything's in flux, everything's changing, but I feel that when we start to put our security on things that can be taken away, mm. um, it becomes that false sense of security. So really looking at, and we discussed this the other day, Em, mm. like how can I feel secure yeah. in myself? Yeah. Like, and, and it looks different to everyone, like you've said, yeah. like what? So going through all the areas of, of life and going, how can I make myself feel more safe? Yeah. Like what does that look like? And yeah. what does that look like Um I'm doing daily yeah, exactly. to, to do that. Yeah. Because yeah, if we don't feel safe, we know that things are not working in the body the way that they should be. We kind of lose that connection with our gut to really tell us what it is that we want and how we feel about things. So if we're not able to feel what it is that we truly want or value or need, how on earth do we have any clearer picture of where we're headed? Yeah. 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 And you just, um, brought up to me then I'm just saying that that being okay to have our desires and to want what we want as well and like allowing ourselves to want what we want and not having any like shame or judgment around that as well yeah I think that is important to Mm. address Mm. uh, to ourselves yeah Yeah. I see this play out in my clients all the time. And I've even spoken to a few of my clients about it where I see, you know, that we've, we've spoken about the recommendations and the things that they need to put into play, the supplements that they need to take, the things that they need to be eating less of the exercise that they need to be doing more of X, Y, Z. And then they'll come back to me and they go, Oh no, I haven't, I haven't started doing that yet. Mm, No, I've, I've not gotten around to that yet. No, 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 no. Um, I'm, I'm still struggling, you know, because it was Christmas and then it was New Year's and it was my partner's birthday. It was my birthday, blah, 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 blah. And then they come in the next time. Oh no, I've still not gotten around to that. Nah, still not, still not worked on that bit yet because you know, it was this and this and this and, and that's totally fine, but it gets to a point where I, f- I feel bad. My client paying to see me to just copy and paste the previous advice. Mm. And so I quite often will then have that conversation with those clients about, okay, can I ask you, like when we started working together, this is what you wanted to improve. How do you feel about achieving that? Mm. Do you think that you deserve that? Do you think that you're worthy of that? Mm. Because if you don't, and again, like this, you know, this is really where it fits into to working with my clients on their skin health. Very often skin conditions, you know, as we've spoken about before, really come back to that feeling of that sense of self and that sense of self-worth and that self-criticism piece. So if clients don't feel that they deserve or that they are worthy of having really healthy skin and all of the things that come with it, how on earth are they going to make those changes? 
Mm. Why would they exercise every day? Why would they eat slightly differently? Why would they remember to take that capsule, that zinc capsule every night with their dinner? They're not going to Mm. because their ego is trying to keep them in that safe, known path. Yeah. Because they don't feel worthy. They don't feel deserving of it. Mm. So I will then say to my clients, you know, I'd rather you don't come back next month and Mm. see me and we do this again. I want you to really work now on this self-worth piece. And again, I think that really fits into nervous system and, you know, what's going on in your life that maybe makes you feel unsafe. Also, what are the things in your life that are making you feel that you're not deserving or worthy and how can you shift through those? But again, like you were saying, T, like working with someone like a kinesiologist or a counsellor or a psychologist or a combination of all of the above Mm. to actually really start to unravel what it is that your ego is trying to do and why it's working that way. Yeah. Limiting beliefs or the stories that you've told yourself or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Or that we um, can't feel joy and we can't have that. Yeah. um, Yeah. Like we, we have to be serious and we can't, we can't make ourselves feel good because you know, sometimes it's like we haven't set those boundaries and so yeah. we're making other making sure everyone else's needs uh, have been met before yes. our own. Yes. And then, you know, how are we going to gain that self-love yeah. if, if you know, we're telling ourselves that yeah. th- this person and that and this job or that is more important than our needs. Yeah. And so readdressing that I think is really important. Yeah. And that's what I noticed with my clients as well. And um, it's this permission piece. Like yes. I'll just say something that unlocks um, gives them permission. It could be like a talent that they've always had yeah. within them that yeah. they haven't acknowledged or they think they just – everyone's good at it um and having that permission um is and that encouragement yeah uh and that's why you know we mentioned about the friendship groups why I believe Mm -hmm. that is so important because having people in your um close circle that are going to encourage you and see um see your worth when you don't see it yes absolutely and you're really good at that at like calling me out um, and reminding me. Mm. And again, I think that is something that is really um, important. Yeah, totally. And I think like it's really interesting you bring up that joy piece of the puzzle because when it comes to motivation um, to do things, we need dopamine. Um, Dopamine gets touted as the reward chemical you know it's the chemical that our brains release when we've done something to kind of support our evolution and our survival as a human being from a really you know fundamental aspect so really like finding shelter reproducing etc that's a really basic biological kind of things that we should be rewarded for so whatever it is that gives us you know energy and makes us feel good But some science shows that actually dopamine is more the chemical associated with the motivation to get that reward in the Mm -hmm. first place as well. Mm -hmm. So if we're low on dopamine, we're going to really, really struggle to have the motivation to do things, to exert change, to work towards our steps, to take that next step up the mountain. It becomes really difficult and dopamine is 
really um, the way that we get more dopamine is by doing the things that make us feel good. So again, mm. if we're putting everyone else's needs before our own, if we are burnt out, exhausted, our nervous system is a wreck, we are not going to have any dopamine. Mm. And again, like I'll ask my, my clients quite often, what do you do for fun? Yes, yes. And the people who can't answer it really struggle, are the ones who really struggle to make even small changes in their life because they've got no motivation to do it. They've got no dopamine to help them take that step. So I would actually prefer that they don't take any supplements, that they don't make any changes to their diet, but that they actually just start having fun as the first step. That's your homework. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. to have more fun and to feel that sense of joy so that then you can start to make some more dopamine again. But I also want to touch on the fact that dopamine is impaired in, um, you know, some mental health issues and uh, nervous system disorders. So uh, anxiety and depression linked with lower dopamine and also ADHD um, is a really big one, a really classic dopamine deficiency disorder. And um, I haven't actually talked about it on the podcast before, but I was actually diagnosed at the end of last year, in October last year, with ADHD, um, which was so bizarre to me when it kind of was picked up because I had always had the image in my head of ADHD being like a really disruptive little boy in a classroom that was ADHD to me whereas actually it's it's not and I really want to explore this more and be more vulnerable and open about it on the podcast and I think probably look at doing a whole episode on that Mm, and why it happens and what to look for but it is very commonly misdiagnosed in women and especially perfectionists who are never going to disrupt anything Mm. (laughs) for fear of disappointing people or people thinking we're not perfect um but that dopamine deficiency picture really plays in and again um I think also then that perfectionism piece also I procrastinate like crazy Mm. I feel like I need some kick to motivate me um and so for me typically like leaving things to the last minute is the way that I get my dopamine Mm, mm. (laughs) it's that like sense of it's do or die that is a great motivation for me yeah um or letting people down so I will never self sub I will never sabotage someone else's success so if someone else needs me to do something for them especially if I like I'm being paid for it so my client work like I'm always gonna Mm-mm. do the concert I'm not going to walk out halfway through and procrastinate on what I'm going to say next during yes. the consult obviously um but where if, if it's my own thing and it's only me that I'm going to let down I will procrastinate any day of the week and mm. I will swap out for activities that give me dopamine instead mm. whether it's listening to music or randomly dancing around my room or scrolling social media which is great for dopamine mm. gives you a really nice dopamine hit um I will do all of those things instead of what I'm meant to be doing So for me, it's like really having that compassion and understanding about why I lack in dopamine and then really working on how I can balance that out better and yeah, um, take steps as well in the right direction while kind of acknowledging that, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling for dopamine more than the average person. Yeah. Thanks so much for, um, yeah, going there with RM because I think that it's so important to understand that mm. the 
the chemicals and the and how we can work with that and yeah. how you are working with it yeah. and yeah I just it's something that needs more awareness around totally um, absolutely because otherwise we're just beating ourselves up and yeah. like how can we rather than do that yeah how, like you say how can we have that compassion yeah and how can we work yeah, work with like putting in these steps that we've identified that are going to, totally. to help. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, being diagnosed for me has been such a life changer because I have been able to finally give myself compassion mm. and have that understanding and empathy towards myself. Yeah. Whereas for 31 years, I was beating myself up about why I was constantly procrastinating on things mm. that I knew were going to be good for me. Yes. Yeah, and now it's like, okay, I've, it finally makes sense. I can give myself that compassion and then, yeah, work with it as opposed to against it yes and I think one of the great gifts of ADHD is that I do have that like bigger picture um I'm really great with that big picture big idea stuff. yeah absolutely and then yeah. it's just working on actually um yeah committing to it and seeing it through mm. and yeah working out what that needs to look like for me to actually be able to do it mm. and execute it yeah 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 amazing um yeah um self-sabotage yeah (laughs) is there anything else that we need to say about it I feel that hopefully that is yeah our interpretation of it and Mm. what we do to really yeah have that understanding of how we can push through um and yeah I think that's yeah all I've got yeah yeah I think ultimately it's just a nice reminder to remember that you can have have everything that you want. Like Mm. the only person that's really putting any limits on that is yourself and your ego and coming back to that, building that self-awareness, building that self-love, really committing to yourself and trusting yourself and yeah, working with yourself as opposed to against yourself and breaking those steps down, coming back to how you want to feel, taking that imperfect action over perfect inaction, Mm. all of the things that we've said. Yeah. And, um, for me as well, Em, that I, it's okay to be uncomfortable has been a big one for me Yeah, because yeah, I'm fully stepping out as I am comfortable being uncomfortable because I I know that, at the end of my comfort zone is where I want to be pushing. And that's where this courage of my intention is coming from yeah. to yeah, have the courage to say the no's, but also the yeses. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, not having that complacency. I think that, you know, it's very easy to get into, yeah, that comfort zone. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. It, And I think that is a thing that doesn't start to feel good in our life when we know what we're capable of achieving and how much we're giving in life. Yeah. And when we're not reaching that and we're not going towards the limit of that, that's when we start to, yeah, well, for myself, not feel good. If I'm working below my capabilities, yeah, yeah, that is – yeah, not feeling good in my body. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, as always, giving yourself the kindness if you feel like you are self-sabotaging, 
understanding why it's happening and yeah, giving yourself love and kindness and it's okay. Your ego is trying to keep you safe and how can we remind you and your ego that you are safe all the time, every day so that you can keep going where you, where it is that you really want to go. And again, if you're not sure about that, that's okay. Mm. And like you said, it's okay if our ideal goal or our five-year vision or our one-year vision or our one-month vision, it can change. It's allowed to change. Mm. Um, really coming back to, yeah, is this what I want? How do I want to feel? And how can I break this down to make it more easy for myself? Yeah, yeah. I love that. So yeah. important. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, fellow witch. If you did, please leave leave us a review and yeah, let us know your thoughts. Yeah, and please make sure that you follow us or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform um, and that you share it with other witches in your life who would really benefit from this episode. We'd also love for you to come and join us on Instagram. We're at Witches Being Witches and we have our WBW Coven on Facebook too where we will be having a conversation with you guys every single week about the episode that we've released so come and join in we'd love to hear about your experiences with self-sabotage and what you have found really works well for you and Mm. maybe what doesn't work so well um yeah we'd love love to hear from you we'll see you next time fellow witch thanks for listening to witches being witches remember happiness is the new rich Inner peace is the new success, health is the new wealth, and kindness is the new cool. We'll see you next episode.